This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another thing we're talking about today on the Fly the W podcast. And don't forget, you can check us out on all the social media platforms, Fly the W is somebody that Crowley's talked about at least two or three times so far in the first half hour we've been talking, and that's Christopher Morell. Um, he's basically can play every position on the field except probably catcher, and you could bat him anywhere in the lineup. But now, Crowley, now that you have seen this guy at the top of the order and in center field, if you were David Ross or if you were Jed Hoyer, what would you do with Morell? How would you use him for the remainder of the season? You know, I, I like what he's doing in leadoff and center. And, you know, the question you always have with young guys that come up is the league's going to try to figure you out. Are they going to figure this guy out and make the adjustment? I don't know. But I love the passion and the energy that he brings right now. He has reached safely in each of his first 11 games. All right. He's hit leadoff each of the team's last four games and reached safely each time. Right. And so he has a eight, seven game hitting streak dating back to May 20th. So second cub this season uh, to reach safely in his first 10 major league games, joining Seiya Suzuki. So I love this kid. I don't know how you could bring him down. You know, I know I've heard people talk about him being, uh, you know, put in a Zobris type role where he can just play every, every day, but in different spots on the field, whether you need to play him at short, whether you need to play him at second, at center. He's got a very good arm. Uh, he's, he's fast. So as a leadoff guy, he can get on and he can steal bases. It's amazing I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, there's a lot of Cubs that have been on the injured list. There's a lot of Cubs that are going to be coming uh, that are on rehab assignments. So I don't know what the plan is. I just don't understand how I hate to say punish, but I mean, like, how can you tell a kid that has an 11 game on base streak, at, at, you know, leading off, you're going back to the minors. I mean, I mean, if, if, if you, you know, when you're talking about just the, you know, what you've done to earn a spot. He's checked every single box. Yeah, he has checked every single box. I personally, I don't mind the idea of him playing multiple positions, but I like the idea of seeing if he can actually settle in and get comfortable in that leadoff spot. I, I Unless there's an injury, um, he should be in there every day. But I do like the idea of him playing different positions because there's a lot of positions on this team that you don't know who the future guy is. You don't know who the guy at second base is Nick Madrigal going to be the answer right now. I could say, eh, I, I don't think so. I don't know that Nick Matt, he hasn't proven it to us yet. Right. That he is the guy. Um, so we'll have to, uh, we'll have to wait and see, but I love the idea of Morell in that spot uh, for the remainder of the year, but we've got to look at 
some of these young guys, Crawley. So you had mentioned uh, before we had started talking about the lineup. They're they're playing the Brewers this afternoon on Memorial Day as we're taking care of this episode for you guys. And there are some guys in this lineup, and you're like, who, what, where, who, who are who are these guys? And you've got guys like David Bodie. Um, you've got guys like Jan Gomes. You've got guys like. Hmm. The guy who delivered the speech with his shirt off for the World Series. You know, wh- what are you doing when these guys are healthy, Crowley? What are you doing with these guys? Who who are you going to have play? Who are you sending back down? Or do you just, I mean, what do you do with David Bodie? He's a guy, like, I don't mind David Bodie, but do you need David Bodie? D- David Bodie's definitely not part of the next great Cubs team. No. And so, you know, Jonathan VR just went on the 10 days. So that's an infield spot that opens up. But like you said, Clint Frazier was just put on the roster. Do you want to take a look at him? You got, it's just like you have all of these infielders and outfielders, but, and this is part of the problem that we talked about before. It's hard to get a team to gel when you don't know who's going to be starting and getting any kind of consistency going. So that's where it becomes complicated. You know, what if Clint Frazier, who's a blue chip, who has a blue chip prospect for New York had a change of scenery, you know, where's he going to get playing time at? You know, I, I believe uh, he's in the lineup today playing left field. So Ian Happ's right. off. and so you're looking at what do we have? Is Ian Happ part of the next great Cubs team? Is he going to be the bridge guy? What well, not a bridge guy, but the guy that the connecting tissue from the old, to the new, you know what I mean? And so I don't know, but, but you, you have Jason Hayward, you have Seiya Suzuki who is out with that dislocated finger. And so you have, you know, what, what's going to happen now we have Nelson Velasquez who was just called up today. Who's been tearing it up. And what if all of a sudden this guy comes, it's hard to tell. Right. If he's hot, if he's hot, if he's hot, 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 how do you get, how do you send him back? Like the same conversation we just had about Morel. Why not let this guy try to, settle in and figure it out. I, I guess that's the question. Does, does Jason Hayward outside of injury ever start for the Cubs again? And, and, and that's the tough call right there. I mean, he is owed, I mean, not just a little money, a lot of money. I want to say over 40 million over the next couple of years. That's a, that's very painful if you're the one writing the checks to have to uh, swallow there, but uh, I don't see how, I mean, you have this outfield situation where you know that you've given Seiya the commitment in right field, right? And then yeah, Ian the Happ, guy. I mean, listen, Seiya Suzuki better be the, the Cubs' right fielder for the next eight years, right? And, and you know, you're, you, he's going to be there for at least the next five. So you got you, you know, you got Seiya Suzuki there. Hap is someone you really think probably is going to take left. So that leaves one infield spot for a whole lot of guys: Jason Hayward, Rafael Ortega. Clint Frazier, uh, you know, everybody that we've, you know, morale that we've talked about, how many starts can these guys truly get? Even if you cut Hayward, it's going to be difficult to really kind of see what it is exactly you got there. Right. Yeah. It, there's a lot of guys and we just don't know who's who or what's what, but yeah, I want to see, I want to see Frazier in the lineup more often. I want to see Velasquez. Let's see what happens. I mean, I think you're not Higgins is going to be gone once uh, Jan Gomes is right. You're going to do that. But then like David Bodie, I mean, where, where's David Bodie going to play? So he's going to, is he going to play third? You're going to, are you going to sit Patrick wisdom and not have him play third base? So David Bodie can get some reps. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, Bodie's the one that honestly, the contract's not, uh, 
It's not that bad to eat. If you're going to eat one, you'd probably prefer to eat Bodie's contract. Uh, I just don't see, you know, you got wisdom and wisdom a lot cheaper than Bodie. Uh, I, you know, as far as salary, I, I just, you know, and, and what's wisdom done, you know, after that rough start, he's looking really good. He's hitting extra base hits. He provides very good defense at third base. And then the other place he could play Bodie is second, but, the future of that is Nick Magical. It's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be Nick Magical. Right? You could have Chris Morrell play there and, and you know, or you could have Nico. They're pretty committed with Nico at short is what we've seen. I think they have finally decided that, right? They are going to, they are going to give him a shot for at least the remainder of this season to play shortstop basically every day. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, when you take a look at, you know, I think, with Nelson Velasquez, because of his lack of experience and all of a sudden he's just kind of come out of nowhere, you know, you don't know if that's going to, you know, stay. I think Velasquez will be somebody that's called down. And so that kind of lightens, you know, lightens up the log jam a little bit, but there's, it's still very confusing. And like I said, when you have different guys playing every day, you don't, just don't have the consistency and so, like, when you're talking about your double play tandem or you talk about those plays when the outfielder's coming in and the infielder's coming out, those type of things, it gets a little bit tricky. And so, you know, it, it's – where are we going with this? You know what I mean? And, and, you know, knowing the fact that the Cubs did not sign a bunch of high-priced, high ta- high-priced tagged uh, free agent signings, then eat some money, I guess, then if you have that within your budget, you know? Right. Right. I mean, listen, you, you have to pay Hayward no matter what. Whether you play him another game or not, you, you have to play him. And unless he is teaching some of these younger guys something in the dugout, on the field, before the game, after the game, during the game, I, I just don't understand why you'd want him around taking reps away from guys that um, need to learn. And I don't think anybody's running out to Wrigley Field to see Jason Hayward play, and you, a fan would be upset. And again, don't... I don't want to pile on Jason Hayward. I don't want that to be the case. He he seems like a really great guy, like a hell of a teammate. It's just he's just not a good baseball player right now. Right. And 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 you have to figure out what you got here. That's the whole point. That is the whole point of this season. It's not to win games. I hate to say it. That's what we wish it was. Right. On fly the W, right, Crowley? I mean, come on, we're here for fly the W. <laughs> Why well, there's going to be, you know, we're going to try to fly it as much as possible, but, but let's say the dirty R word rebuild, you got to know what you got. You already know what you have in David Bodie and Jason Hayward. You already know that that's not going to be part of the next Cubs team. So who is, and that's what you have to figure out.